If you're like me, and most adults, you have daily aches and pains. One thing that has helped me with the discomfort is using CBD products. I'm not talking about medical marijuana. This has no THC and it won't get you high. There's been a lot of research about CBD helping with inflammation, and I can say from personal experience it does give me some relief. The company I recommend is CBDMD.com. They have all sorts of CBD products, oil tinctures and capsules, gummies, topicals, and bath bombs. They even have CBD oil for animals. Check them out at CBDMD.com. You are listening to the Outbreak Podcast Network, part of the Outbreak Entertainment family. I got blisters on my fingers! Ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome to Inside the Mind of George Martell with George Martell. A lot of news to talk about. Um, first, let's go get the WWE news out of the way. Raw and SmackDown have been absolute shit. They have the lowest ratings they've had probably ever. WWE stomping, cra- stomping grounds is... Two days from now. Two days. And they still have a buttload of tickets left to sell. I mean, it's really, really bad. I, w- I went to the to, to uh, StubHub.com to see if I could get tickets. Pretty much every section is available. With the exception of maybe a handful. But, you know, this is WWE, and they may get a resurgence towards, you know, between today and Sunday and, and sell out the place. You never know. Let's get down to the card and, and see what's been going on here. We have a triple threat match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Tony Nese is going to defend against Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. Yeah, and... I could care less. Quite honestly, I could care less. On the June 11th episode of 205 Live, a fatal four-way match between Drew Gulak, Humberto Carrillo, Ode Lorcan, and Akira Tozawa happened to determine the number one contender against Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight Championship at the pay-per-view. The match, however, ended with both Gulag and Tozawa scoring a double pin. Therefore, general manager slash... Um, sometimes manager slash 24-7 champion Drake Maverick decided that Nice would defend the title against both Gulak and Tozawa in a triple threat match. 
Yay. Also, we have a tag team match that makes absolutely zero freaking sense. The best pound for pound wrestler that they have on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan, and one of the worst pound for pound wrestlers they have on SmackDown, Rowan, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, set to defend against Otis and Tucker Heavy Machinery. Now, this uh, Daniel Bryan and, and and Rowan berated the SmackDown Tag Team Division on the May 20th episode of SmackDown. Heavy Machinery interrupted and challenged the champions to a title match, uh, which was accepted for a later time. Nobody really cared. On June 11th, Bryan and Rowan were set to have a title unification match with the Yolo County Tag Team Champions. Heavy Machinery came out before the match and accused Brian and Rowan of avoiding their challenge. Brian said that Heavy Machinery needed to earn the opportunity to have them face the, the, the talent, the enhancement talent, and instead the Yellow Tag Team Champions. And um, Heavy Machinery defeated. Brian and Rowan were then scheduled to defend the Tag Team Championship at Snapping Grounds. The only funny thing about this situation, honestly, is that Heavy Machinery actually posted a picture on their social media with the cardboard Yolo County Tag Team Championships. It was pretty funny. But honestly, I really hope they don't win this to the tag team titles. They're, they're a joke. They're horrible. I don't like them. Anyway, next. A uh, tag team match. Now, this tag team match here is... Like I was saying, this tag team match here is not really an impromptu match. Um, if you hear Chris Jericho's podcast, um, he was talking about the pay-per-view. I don't know if he's just, you know, being pro-AEW or working the crowd, being a heel, or he's just playing fucking stupid. Because he says that this is an impromptu match. Um, no, it's not an impromptu match. It's, he goes, it had no history. It was just thrown together. It wasn't just thrown together. Kevin Owens was, you know, Big O, replaced Big E. Sami Zayn is his best friend slash occasional partner. They beat up Xavier Woods a couple times. Big E came back and got re-injured the day he came back by Kevin Owens. This isn't an impromptu match. This is a story that has been going on for a couple months. So I don't know what the good fuck Chris Jericho has been talking about. But. But let's talk a little bit about it. Like I said, it was a setup. That match is going to be. Um. Let's see, the New Day defeated the team of Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Um, the following night in Raw, the New Day defeated the team of Owens, Zayn, and Corbin in a 2-3 false match. And the match is now scheduled as a rematch for Stomping Ground. Um, we have Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. Ricochet became the number one contender of his past Monday in Raw. 
for the United States Championship. Um, my understanding, Ricochet will not longer be able to do his finishing move off the top rope because he injured um, Cesaro. So he actually contacted Chris Jericho to see if he could use the code breaker. Don't know what name he's going to give it. We'll, we'll see. Also, Steel Cage match for the WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston defends against Dolph Ziggler. Um, as much as I like the fact that Kofi Kingston became the champion, I would really like to see Dolph Ziggler take the belt. I'm kind of sick of Kofi as a champion, to be honest with you. Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin with a special guest referee. I could give... Like, I, think I, could be, I really don't care. For the United States Universal Championship, I'm sorry. Baron Corbin is horrible. I, I can't stand them. Seth Rollins hasn't done anything since he's been the champion. The last couple of weeks, been beating people over chairs. Kind of cool. Don't care. The special guest referee is probably going to be Brock Lesnar, I'm guessing. But honestly, who knows? Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the Raw's Women's title. Becky Lynch, she calls herself the man. Versus the lady, Lacey Evans. The way I call it is the green Lacey Evans versus the bitch, Becky Lynch. Or you can call her Becky Bitch. Becky Bitch. You know, whatever. Um, Here's the thing. Becky... Does her kayfabe shit on Twitter, but she takes taking personal shots. She takes it a little too far. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And um, honestly, I could care less about that match. But I hope Lacey Evans wins. Becky's probably gonna win. Who cares? Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre again. Well, they wrestled at WrestleMania with WWE's 50-50 booking. Drew McIntyre probably win, but who knows. And then we also have Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's title. I'm actually excited about that match. So, honestly, the only matches I really care to see. The New Day versus Owens and Sami Zayn should be entertaining. The Triple Threat Cruiserweight match should be pretty decent. Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. Kofi versus Ziggler. Roman versus Drew, just because I like them, honestly. And Bailey versus Bliss. Now, with the low ticket sales, the low ratings, and the fact that AEW sold out in 15 minutes, now they, they're they're you know they're boasting about that, but this is what they don't tell you. You know. The Tacoma Dome, um, which is where WWE is holding stomping ground, holds anywhere between 20 and 23,000 people. Alright? And uh, AEW is going to have All Out in Chicago, the same arena. Where they had all in. Um, which, mind you, they said it was sold out, but you know, they still buy tickets online. So that's from vividseats.com. So that's, that's a bunch of crap. But, um, 
you know, because they sell out, but then all of a sudden, hey, we got new tickets available, and then they sell out. But anyway, I digress. They're they're going to be from the Sears Center in Chicago, nice little arena. Um, it holds roughly at most eleven thousand people, at most. There's a big difference between 11,000 people to 21,000 people. Now, mind you, this is also the same arena where TNA had their first ever Impact Wrestling outside of Orlando. They also had a... They used to run pay-per-views in this event. So, just to let you know, TNA Part 2, I mean... Excuse me, TNA Part 2, I mean, uh, um, AEW, they're boasting about sending out these small arenas. Now, here's what they'll tell you. AEW sold out, let's say, the 10,000 seats in the Sears Center. They also sold, they, they, they did, uh, um, they did great for, for their pay-per-view Double or Nothing. You know, they, they did, uh, the Double or Nothing pay-per-view had, let's see, I will tell you exactly how many people they had here. About 10,000 people, roughly, that doesn't really say here, because they try to hide that, but it was about 10,000 tickets. Okay, there were about 11,000 tickets sold. Okay, so roughly, it's about the same. So here is my thing, and then you go back to Chicago, and the same amount of tickets are sold. And then you look in the crowd, the majority of the people that were in Chicago, I shit you not, were in Vegas. And the majority of the people that are in Vegas, I guarantee you, are the same people that bought tickets in Chicago. You see a bunch of these YouTubers, a bunch of these fans, people online saying, I went to All In, and I went to Double or Nothing, now I'm going to All Out. It's none of their, they're extremely popular in selling these 10,000 seats everywhere they go. It's that they're selling the same 10,000 seats to the same 10,000 people, pretty much, for the most part. On top of that, I happen to know that they gave away a lot of tickets because there was some people in the crowd that got their tickets for free. And and now their next pay-per-view is, is going to be free. Now, as far as the buy rates, it's about 98,000 buy rates. Now, they try to say, oh, well, you know, they did better than WWE. No. See... The buy rate for ECW's biggest show ever was 99,000 buy rate. And that was during the time that the only way you could watch it would be by ordering pay-per-view. So 98,000 buyers for this day and age is not bad. But this is not just television buy rates. This is buy rates on the pay-per-view, on TV, and digital online. Some of these pay-per-view people I was there were reports online that people were paying five, ten, fifteen bucks for this for this pay-per-view. Sixty on cable network. So you know, yeah, they sold you know, ninety eight thousand buy rates, but 
half of that came from digital and the price was a lot less but again I digress now they said oh we did better than WWE no they didn't WWE the same month had uh, was it money in the bank for May let's see money money in the bank um, 2019 which with the finish of um, uh, with, with the with the finish of Brock Lesnar coming in and, and taking the briefcase was absolutely horrific. But now let's look at this. Roughly had fifteen thousand people. Roughly. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm I'm looking at the wrong the wrong one. Give me give me a sec. Ah, I looked at the wrong one. I am. I'm, I'm gonna be fair here. I wanna make sure. I got the right information. Uh, by the way, Yahoo search engine is absolutely horrible. I don't know why my computer decides to use Yahoo right now, but I'll, I'll fix that. Alright, so they were in Connecticut. In a smaller arena compared to what they normally go to. They had a buy rate. They, 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 this is what AEW's... Um, gleaming about they had a buy rate of 15,000 <clears throat> excuse me 15,000 absolutely that is a low buy rate compared to the 98,000 that, that that WWE uh, I mean that AEW had here's what they don't tell you that there are roughly and you know what? I'm gonna look up the numbers here because we're, we're gonna look at everything on a fair scale. Let's see. Hold on one second here. Let's see. The subscriber count for. WWE Network. Now, yes, it's down a little bit from last year, but let's look at this. The network had 1.558 million subscribers. That's paid subscribers. All right. One point. So, so let's let's look at this uh, number here, and 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 be exactly one hundred and point five million. That's one. Excuse <coughs> me. One hundred five hundred thousand fifty-eight. You know, five hundred thousand fifty-eight million. People, 1.558 million paid subscribers for WWE Network. All right. The during the time for WrestleMania, it goes up and it goes back down after WrestleMania. It's, you know the casual fans, but right now, a total, including the free, is 1.643 for 
the time that they did Money in the Bank. Now, that's a hundred one million six hundred forty-three thousand um, subscribers that watched <clears throat> you know, Money in the Bank. Those are the people that watch Money in the Bank on the network. All right, so that's one million six hundred thousand forty three three okay that's that's that number now <clears throat> they had fifteen thousand buy rate. Alright, so I have fifteen thousand buy rate on their pay per view. Let's look at this here. Why am I here again? Okay, sorry about that guys. I'm working on this. Um, it, it just it just really irks me. Because it, it, it's just it's irritating. So let's see here. Let's see. Let me look at. All right. So we well, what I'm looking at this information. Let's. Also talk about um, the, the the card, the AEW upcoming card for uh, Fighter Fest, is it? Fighter Fest, yes. AEW Fighter Fest. That's um, it's a stupid fucking name. For a pay-per-view. Their poster shows Nakazawa. That's the baby oil guy. And some dude named Alex Jabaley. Who I've never heard of. That's the poster that they're going with. Because it's a hardcore match. And what's fucking hilarious. Right. Is that that match is actually scheduled to take place. On the pre-show. So the the, the pay-per-view that they're showing, the poster they're showing to sell the pay-per-view is showing a pre-show match. Now that makes absolutely fucking sense. Alright. Let's see here. The card. The card for... So you have Michael, like I said, the pre-show, you have Michael Nakazawa versus Alex Jabaley. Again, no idea. Um, you have let's see uh, the next the other. All right, the other pre-show match is going to be the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta versus SoCal Uncensored of Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian and Private Party. Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. Now I got to check the uh, chance to check out Private Party. They actually seem like they could be pretty good. <clears throat> um, 
to me they just honestly seem like a ripoff of the Street Profits. But whatever, the, the best friends I think are overrated, and I and I know I've met Trent Barretta. He's a super nice guy, but yeah, and SoCal is such a great team, great guys. And this is a triple threat match. They're calling it a three-way tag team match. The winners advance to All Out for the opportunity at a first round bye for the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Because instead of um, crowning all the champions at their first major pay-per-view before they go on TV, they decided it just makes more sense for them to start a tournament. But whatever. Then we have a triple threat women's match on the actual pay-per-view between Yuka Sakazawi, I probably butchered that, versus Riho versus Nyla Rose. The reason for this match, nobody knows. Yuka and Riho, at least, you know, they have a little bit of history, both from Japan. Um, they wrestled uh, at, at the last pay-per-view in a six-man or six-woman match. Nina Rose was in a completely different four, four-way match where she looked like a joke. It, it just made no sense to throw her in the match, but whatever. Christopher Daniels versus Sima. That match, they have history from um, Japan and... China, and nobody cares here in the United States about it, but it should be a good match um, from what I've seen both of them, what they can both do. Um, they had a little interaction in a tag match on at, at Double or Nothing, so we'll see. A Fatal 4 match has no, makes no sense again. There's no reason why these four guys should be in a match together at all, except for the fact that they had a little altercation at the last pay-per-view during the belt ceremony. You know, one of the number one contenders, Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc, fucking horrible, Jungle Boy, who weighs 90 pounds soaking wet, and MJF, you know, um, that's guy I like to call the Walmart Miz. And they are going to have a fatal four-way match. Here's my thing about this. Unless there's a title match, a number one contendership spot, something on the line, I could give absolutely two fucks about fatal four-way triple threat matches. I hate them. I hate them throwing fatal four-way and triple threat matches for no fucking reason. No reason. There's no feuds. You haven't had... You've had one show. There hasn't been enough time to build up a fatal four-way match. If anything, it should have been Jungle Boy and Paige, the two faces, against Havoc and Fuckboy in a tag match. That would have made more sense. Anyway, then you got John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, the New Japan, WGP, New Japan, United States Champion, versus Joey Janela, who, if I were to wipe my ass with toilet paper, you know, like you do, and then take that dirty, shitty toilet paper, and throw it inside the wrestling ring, that shitty toilet paper will have more talent than Joey Janela. 
he is too short to be a man, to be too big to be a midget. His promo setting up the pay-per-view prior to the scripted, look at me, I'm in a casket, um, you used to wear dressed like a mechanic promo. That was way already produced for a first-time match with no background history whatsoever. The only thing they did to set up this match was Joy Janela walked to the back where Dean Ambrose was, smoking a cigarette. Ambrose took the cigarette, took a hit off the cigarette, threw it on the ground, and walked away. And Joy Janela said, Ah, that's it. Time for a match. And of course they said, we're not going to make those stupid storylines. The Elite. Self-proclaimed Elite. Kenny Omega. And the overrated duo of Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Versus the Lucha Brothers. Pentagon Jr. and Ray Felix. And the Lorado Kid, who is a Mexican luchador who works for AAA and Impact. Because, you know, AAA works with Impact and now they're working with AEW, apparently. He is the AEW World Cruiserweight Champion. And he is the AEW World Trios Champion. Or whatever the hell that means. His mask looks a lot like Kalisto's mask. Um, so he's in that match. Um, there's no reason for Kenny Omega to be in that match. And there's no reason for Laredo Kid to be in that match. It should have been a rematch with the, t- the tag teams. Because, you know, just recently the Lucha Brothers won. Okay, this the, 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 the Jackson fuckboys, they defeated and defended their AAA tag team titles at Double or Nothing in a flip fest. Then they go to AAA where they actually like that type of wrestling and the Lucha Brothers regained their tag team titles. They, they beat the Lucha Brothers, the, the, the wannabes, the Jacksons. And, um, so, come back to the next AEW event, you would think, you know, Matthew and Nicholas would want their tag team rematch. Instead, they could try to team up with Kenny, I beat a nine, er, I lost to a nine-year-old girl, Omega, and the Laredo Kid with the brothers and uh, six-man tag. The titles, fuck the titles, they don't mean shit. Then you have Cody versus Darby Allen. Now, I did see a promo with Darby Allen. Um, I, you know, he had been homeless for a little while. Um, he wrestled under Darby Graves for a little while. He was defeated by Super Crazy by him and Matt Cross were defeated by um, Red Dragon who are not known as the Undisputed Era in WWE 
And his other big match was at GCW where he was beaten by Nick Gage. Um, and he signed with World Wrestling Network, which is the guys that run Evolve. And he lost to Ethan Page. He lost to Dave Christ. He actually had a match where he teamed up with AR Fox, Dave Christ, or whatever, Sammy Callahan. To defeat Sammy Guevara, Desmond, Xavier, a bunch of guys nobody knows. The fact is, he was basically a jobber at Evolve, a jobber everywhere. He, and now he's in AEW to wrestle one of their biggest names, Cody, in their second event ever. Because that makes perfect sense. I don't know what the main event is, quite honestly. Like I said, the sh poster shows a hardcore match between baby oil freak Michael Nakazawa and Alex Jabaley, who is the CEO of... Okay, he is the man who organizes the annual fighting game event held in Orlando called, you know, for as part of the community effort Orlando. <clears throat> it's a, this, this is getting even greater. Community effort Orlando, CEOgaming.org. All right, they uh, it's a competitive fighting game. They do events, they do trading card contests, um, game contests. Um, some of the f games that they play are Street Fighter 2, uh, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, whatever. Um, in 2019, the last event was actually held in 2017 where they played. Free Fighter 5, Tekken 7, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, Injustice 2, Pokemon Tournament, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Killer Instinct, The King of Fighters 14, Guilty Gear X, Blast Blue, and then they just didn't have it. Um, he did something for an anime convention. Um, he did something for Dreamland in 2017. There's a Super Smash Brothers um, tournament, but in April of 2019, he said that the event would <coughs> excuse me would return, and is currently stated for 2020 in the Wyndham Hotel in Orlando. Now, that's the guy that's gonna wrestle Nakazawa, oil baby oil boy. In a hardcore match, that's what's being um, featured on the poster. So you would guess that that would be, I guess, the main event. The only difference is that this one, so far, from one of the shows, unless they decide to change it, the main event is actually gonna be on the pre-show because that makes fucking sense. Now, what I was saying back to the buy rates, the WWE had 1.6 million on top of the 15,000 pay-per-view buys. The 
double or nothing had 98,000 altogether between digital and pay-per-view. So 100,000 versus 1.6 million. And how in the good fuck can you tell me that double or nothing did better than, than Money in the Bank? Money in the Bank sold more tickets and they had a lot more people watching their event. Paying to watch that event. Because if you haven't noticed, 1.5 million paid subscribers for WWE at exactly $9.99 a month. I will tell you, 1.5 million to run it off times $9.99 a month. That is 14. Point nine million dollars a month. Let me get this through your skull. One point five million paid subscribers at nine ninety nine a month equals to about fifteen million dollars a month. So how the fuck can you tell me? That uh, an event that sold 10,000 tickets at under $100,000 in pay-per-views did better than WWE. Money in the Bank made $15 million alone in the WWE Network numbers. Not to mention the, the, the sponsors and the ticket sales and the buy rates. I'm going to take a little a little break and uh, we're going to come back. I'm going to talk about the rest of the EW cards that are, scared, that are set. We'll be right back. Lately, there's been a lot of research into CBDs. And CBDMD.com is one of the leading suppliers of CBD products. They offer top-of-the-line top some of the best quality CBD products there is to offer. They offer things such as the, the CBD oil tincture drops, uh, the CBD gummies, CBD uh, vape oil, uh, topicals, which you can just rub right on your skin. CBD is not like medical marijuana. There is no THC in it. You don't get that euphoric high. Instead, you get all of the benefits of CBDs, which is reduce of inflammation. It's one of the best things that you can actually do for your body. It is something that I would strongly suggest you look at, especially if you suffer from daily aches and pains. Just go to CBDMD.com, sign up, and take a look at their products. Give them a try. I believe you'll be very happy with the results. And I'm back. All right, so let's talk about the next AEW event. Fight for the Fallen. Uh, Fight for the Fallen is actually going to be, you know, this is actually going to be a good event because it's to raise money um, for the victims of the shooting of uh, that happened, I believe it was last year during the Madden tournament. Anyway, got three matches signed so far. It's Brandy Rhodes because you know she wants to be Stephanie McMahon Light to take on Ali. It, it, to me it makes no sense it makes absolutely no sense but whatever um Ali Ali's a great 
you know, wrestler. She came from Impact Wrestling. Well, I mean, this, you know, that was a big loss for her for Impact. Um, that's the character that they murdered on television. I'm going to talk about, you know, oh, they just murdered her character, like buried her character. No, they literally killed her character off. And she's going to be wrestling, you know, she was Dark Alley and they had to kill her. Whatever. It's stupid. Now, she was, um, she is married to Braxton Sutter, who, um, he wrestles right now in, I guess, he was wrestling in Impact, but he left Impact also. So he's probably going back to Independence. Um, I don't know, he's just some guy, but anyway, she, you know, so this is the, the wrestler's wives match, I guess, um, while Brandy Rose is kind of talented, and she's honestly less annoying to watch than Stephanie McMahon, to be honest with you, this match, it just makes no sense, it makes Fucking zero sense. Then you have Kenny Omega versus Cena. Should be a good match, but you want to talk about throwing together matches with no fucking reason, history, nothing, like Jericho's talking about for stopping grounds? This is one of them. There's no reason why these guys should be wrestling at all. And then there's, you know, the Cody and Dustin Rhodes versus the Young Bucks. The fact that the Young Bucks and Cody are partners in this company, partners and part of the elite, the only reason that they're wrestling is because Cody, with the crocodile tears that he had, copying the same promo that his father did towards Dustin years ago in WCW. I don't need a brother. I need a partner to face the greatest tag team ever, the Young Bucks. For no reason whatsoever, just to prove, to see if they can do it. Whatever, great. Should be a decent match, but the point is, it made no sense. That's a thrown together match. But then we have All Out. The quote-unquote sold-out but not sold-out event. Um, we have two matches set. Adam Page versus Chris Jericho. For the AEW World Championship. Should be a good match. Hopefully Jericho's lost some weight before then. And then John Moxley, Dean Ambrose versus Kenny Omega. And a match that actually actually makes sense, which is kind of funny. So, now normally I end my podcast with a story on one of my wrestlings. And I'm not going to this time because... Quite honestly, I just don't want to. Um, and I'm feeling well. I did this because I was here. I was. I had nothing else to do at the time. So I will be watching Stomping Grounds this Sunday. It'll be interesting to see how they set up the arena if they don't sell all those. If they don't sell those tickets. But we will see. Um, once again, guys, you have... Um, appreciate you guys joining us here and the Outbreak Podcast Network. 
And I'd like to say, first of all, um, a heartfelt prayer and, and, and thoughts to, to my brother in arms, um, Mr. Mark Mandrake, um, and, and his wife, um, Ferrari. Um, his, uh, he's going through, through uh, uh, some things right now, a family member, uh, not my place to say what it is, but um, God bless, man, and I hope everything works out, you know, I'm here for you. Um, other than that, I'd like to say thank you for joining. This has been Inside the Mind of George Martel. Get the fuck out of here, I got shit to do. Bye.